This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll get commentary from Illinois News Network's publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about jobs leaving Illinois, credit rating agencies reviewing Illinois' finances, Illinois' continued population decline, and more. But first, here are some of the top stories from the past week. Illinois is one of only two states that lost residents in the past decade. That's according to new analysis of population data by the few charitable trusts. The only other state to lose population over the past 10 years is West Virginia. While West Virginia had more deaths than births, Pew notes losses in Illinois were driven by people moving out of the state. Illinois has the second highest property taxes in the country, according to consumer finance website WalletHub, which puts the land of Lincoln behind only New Jersey. Wallet Hub analyst Jill Gonzalez said the report also looked at taxes people pay yearly on vehicles, and despite Illinois not having an annual tax on vehicles outside of registration fees, it wasn't enough to lower Illinois' overall ranking. So just because there's not necessarily a a vehicle property tax doesn't mean that's enough to offset the huge taxes when it comes to real estate. The national average for property taxes is around $2,280. Illinois' average is nearly double that at $4,400. Tax professional Michael Leonard of Leonard & Associates said Illinois' high property taxes and the inability to deduct them from federal taxes is leading some young people to put off going after the American dream. Why am I going to buy a house? I'd rather just rent. And that's what millennials are doing these days. They're not buying anything. They're moving from place to place, renting. And um, I don't believe, I think the cornerstone of our economy is with the real estate. Freshman State Representative Deanne Mazaki said the answer is not special carve-outs for special groups. When you have a systemic problem, you get you you prepare for a systemic solution. And one of the whole reasons why we're in the mess that we're in today in Illinois is because we do treat, try to keep thinking of, well, we like this group today and this group today, and we'll give this favor, that favor. As local governments are increasingly spending more of their share of property taxes on pensions, Mizaki said lawmakers should consider her constitutional amendment to change the state's pension protection clause. That could make it possible to reduce benefits for pensioners. Speaking of pensions, an association representing Illinois' pension-earning teachers is criticizing Governor J.B. Pritzker's proposal to short state contributions into their retirement system. Cole Lauterbach has more. Pritzker is proposing an overhaul to the state's payment schedule for its underfunded public retirement accounts. In exchange for paying more into years ahead, he's proposing paying less than the required contribution for teachers outside of Chicago by half a billion dollars. In a statement, the Illinois Retired Teachers Association said delaying pension payments just kicks the can down the road again and costs future generations of Illinois taxpayers, if any left, billions of dollars, end quote. Executive Director Jim Bachman says this is similar to past promises for higher payments later they've heard from both Democratic and Republican governors. And this is why, you know, in in this reason that we're in the place that we are today, that uh, because of past administrations have either taken full pension holidays or partial in just underfunding the system. So, um, you know, the the more, you know, like today, you know, our problem is, is that, you know, we're, we're looking at funding or the proposal is somewhere about $4.2 billion, 600 million, approximately 600 million less than what TRS certified. And, you know, this is the same, you know, road that we've gone down many times. And it just, you know, and, and because of that, you know, we get in the position that we, you, you see the media, many people, legislators and so forth consistently saying pensions are costing us too much. Well, because we keep digging the hole deeper. Bachman says underfunding TRS while paying more into the fund for Chicago teachers doesn't sit well. 
we're making sure that they're getting at least what their share should have been. And then plus we're giving them a little bit more. You know, and so you're fulfilling, you know, I guess your thoughts or promises for the Chicago teachers, but you're not doing it for the downstate. Pritzker's proposed budget bills will be considered by lawmakers in the coming days. I'm Cole Lauterbach. Republicans say once voters know how much more that they will have to pay under a graduated income tax structure, they'll vote it down. Democrat Governor J.B. Pritzker wants what he calls a fair tax. That would change Illinois' flat income tax to a structure taxing you more the more you make. State Representative Robert Martwick said that it'll be important for the legislature to negotiate and release the proposed tax rates before taking the measure to voters in 2020. Voter approval is required to change the state constitution to allow for a graduated income tax structure. Open, transparent, let the people decide, is this a good thing for them? Is it a good thing for the state or is it not? Because ultimately it's, it's a referendum where the people will weigh in. House Republicans this week filed a resolution opposing any change. State Representative Grant Worley said voters will oppose it once they see how it'll increase their taxes. He said there's nothing to negotiate. To, to me, I'm going to equate this to negotiating how I go out of business. Do I, do I want to be run out of business or do I want to fail on my own? And they're, they're, they're running people out of business here. Worley said changes are needed to grow the economy, not grow government spending. State Representative Avery Bourne said the state's flat tax is one of the only bright spots in the state. She also said flatter is fairer. Currently, lawmakers are accountable to every Illinoisan when we, they talk about an income tax increase. And they don't get to carve out individual groups or be accountable only to individual groups. The Nonpartisan Tax Foundation has said changing Illinois' flat tax to a progressive one would lower Illinois' overall business climate further because many small businesses file as individuals. Illinoisans are in store for a heavyweight bout in the fight to change the state's income tax structure from a flat percentage to one that taxes higher incomes more. You're going to see a lot about that on TV and elsewhere. Cole Lauterbach has more about the progressive tax ads. Two nonprofits have formed with the missions of fighting for and against changing Illinois' constitution to allow a higher percentage to be taxed from higher-earning residents. Ideas Illinois was formed by members of the business community that has released an advertisement saying Illinois has been plagued by high taxes and reckless spending. For years, Illinois has been plagued by high property taxes, billions in unpaid pension obligations, never-ending tax increases, and a population that has declined for five years in a row. Illinois leads in all the wrong categories. State leaders continue to propose the same misguided policies that have failed our state for decades. Reckless spending, more taxes. Something needs to change. It's time to come together to put Illinois on a sustainable path. Ideas Illinois is here to lead that discussion. We will focus on policies that will create jobs and grow our economy. In the other corner is Think Big Illinois, a nonprofit partially funded by Governor J.B. Pritzker and managed by members of his campaign staff. They're advocating for a progressive tax. In a response to the pro-business group, it has released an online ad criticizing Ideas Illinois, calling the group supporters of former Governor Bruce Rauner. It says Illinois' income tax is unfair and disproportionately falls on the middle class. I'm Cole Lauterbach. Those are the top stories of the week. Find more online at ilnews.org. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from Illinois News Network's publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Illinois in Focus's Crosstalk segment. I'm Chris Krug, publisher of INN, and I'm joined today by the Illinois News Network's executive editor, Dan McCaleb. Danny, how are you today? I'm doing okay, Chris, but I'll tell you what, I've about had it with this winter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely in agreement. It's, uh, it's just dragging on, man, and that, uh, that uh, woodchuck uh, thing, that guy that uh, comes out of the ground there, Groundhog. Groundhog, yeah. He yeah. doesn't seem like he's uh, exactly uh, Tom Skelling or anything like that. It seems like it's gotten worse. Did he predict an early spring this year? I think he did. I uh, think he did. He got that wrong. Speaking of uh, Woodstock Willie, not necessarily Punxsutawney Phil. I like to go with local. But um, I think we'll get through it. I can almost see springtime. We're really just three weeks away from the start of spring. Baseball spring training started, so we're getting a little warmer. Get a little, at least a little warmer in the brain. Can't wait. <laughs> well, we got plenty to talk about today. And uh, I do appreciate uh, I do appreciate your your hot takes on the weather. Um, uh, big story in Illinois this week: uh, uh, Fiat Chrysler uh, made a decision to lay off just about fourteen hundred employees in the Belvedere plant up in Boone County. However, these jobs aren't going away; they're just moving, and they're moving over to Michigan. So INN wrote about this, one of the first to report, if not the first to report, the impact of the job losses. This was originally reported as uh, Fiat Chrysler making a huge investment in the state of Michigan where they're adding 6,500 jobs. And then it became known later in the day that 1,400 of those or approximately 1,400 of those jobs were coming out of Illinois. So what's going on there? Yeah, we're not talking about Chicago. Chicago could probably... Uh, withstand a 1,400 job loss all at once, um, but we're t- we're talking about you know uh, uh, out in the more rural areas as of Sycamore, which is east of Rockford, um, not a huge booming community. Uh, those jobs are extremely important to that area's economy, and it, this 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 is going to hurt. Um, what Fiat Chrysler uh, did not say um, uh, was whether Illinois' recent policies. Um, drove that decision, but it's hard to think that that didn't have something to do with it. Well, let's yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So we've had an opportunity to talk quite a bit in the last several weeks, and it's really sort of an ongoing topic of conversation about minimum wage and what lifting the floor on minimum wage in Illinois is 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 ultimately going to do or would be most likely to do from an impact standpoint. Companies that have an that are, you know, that are an ongoing concern and have a, an intention to be in existence, you know, longer than next week have to make uh, decisions based or decisions about the future based on the information that they get. And the, the state of Illinois is effectively with this increased uh, minimum wage of $15 an hour, it's telegraphed the fact that your labor costs will be x at the bottom, almost it's almost double. Eight eight twenty five. Our Illinois minimum wage is going to go from eight twenty five an hour to fifteen dollars an hour in the next five and a half years. Um, now, granted, all these jobs aren't minimum wage or below um, fifteen dollars an hour right now, but certainly some portion of them are. Companies are, as you said, they're planning ahead, and the the fear is, are more of these kinds of decisions going to be made? Well, and I think, the, yeah, I think for the benefit of people that are, you know, that are listening and kind of going, well, you know, wouldn't an auto worker in the United States make more than, you know, make more than fifteen dollars an hour? 
yeah, an auto worker might make more than $15 an hour, but ancillary staff and people who are doing job tasking and people who are working as, uh, you know, sort of subs or, or as contractors, they're not. And uh, it's that part of the labor force that, um, you know, that uh, probably has allowed Fiat Chrysler to regain some level of profitability. I mean, this is a company that needed a bailout, right. you know, and, you know, and, you know, when the, the bottom hit in 2008, the market crash, I mean, so, I mean, that's it, that's a mechanism that's not available to it any longer in Illinois. So they're going to have to pay the decision they had to make, uh, at least initially here is, you know, are you going to be able to pay and stay or are you going to have to flee? And looking at, I'm guessing, looking at its bottom line and looking into the future, uh, the kinds of cars that it's going to have to build to, to remain a viable company, competing against markets where you do not have higher priced labor and where you do not carry legacy pension issues in the private sector, I'm guessing that, that this was a without a doubt, uh, at the very least, a consideration, if not a mitigating factor in that decision. Well, I don't see how how, how it could not be. I mean, we just talked all, talked about the, the one policy, meaning the $15 minimum wage. Uh, you know, J.B. Pritzker is also pushing real hard for, to change the state's um, income tax system to a progressive one um, without sharing any details of what he wants. That's got to be scaring business job, job creators uh, right now, too, because who knows um, who knows what uh, uh, that's going to cost them. Well, I mean, in, 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 you know, as it pertains to, the, to an automaker, it's not as if they don't have plants in other states. It doesn't as, It's not as if they don't have structures and, and management in place and lines and, and buildings in other states where they can move. I mean, even an industry that's, that, I mean, that's a heavy, that's a heavy manufacturing industry, automobiles. If that's portable, what is it? Right. The, the one thing that's absolutely clear is Fiat Chrysler had a choice. They chose Michigan over Illinois. Uh, Who would have thought that? I mean, three, four years ago, who would have thought that? Right. When you look at what happened to Detroit and uh, the, the urban environment and all that the, uh, they've gone through, exactly. That says something about Illinois' policies and what people are talking about and what leadership in state government is doing right now. And this, the scary part is this could just be the tip of the iceberg. So the bond rating uh, companies are taking a look as we shift gears here, are mm-hmm. uh, looking at the Governor J.B. Pritzker's budget proposal and not uh, not getting a lot of love. Uh, S&P Global, uh, not impressed, uh, issued a rating just above junk status, which is where it was. So this budget didn't make didn't make a move forward. Uh, governor Bruce Rauner, former Governor Bruce Rauner. Uh, the Republican, his last budget um, actually, I believe, was was uh, static. hadn't moved from the previous year, but his budget from two years ago or three years ago, because we went without a budget basically for a year here in Illinois, two years technically, um, that had dropped several rating points. But so we're not moving on the we're not moving on the way up here in Illinois. Fitch came out. Uh, this past week and echoed the sentiments of S&P Global. Uh, why don't you tell us why this matters, what this really means, and, and, and why, does it, why does this matter? Well, it, it, essentially what both ratings agencies are saying is 
that uh, Governor Pritzker's first budget plan does absolutely nothing to address uh, the ongoing uh, fiscal problems uh, Illinois is facing. Continued budget deficits, um, relying on gimmicks uh, to, to say your, your budget is balanced, um, uh, uh, not paying down the billions of dollars in debt, and further uh, pushing out the state's $133 billion pension deficit, and that's a conservative number. Many think it's closer to $200 billion, but let's just say $130 billion for the sake of argument. Uh, further pushing solutions to that down the road by, by uh, extending the ramp, um, slowing down payments to pay down that pension debt. And the rating agencies are saying that's not sustainable in the long term, um, uh, so they gave it a, a, a dismal outlook. So the, the budget this year, just to be clear, $38.7 billion in spending. And if there was going to be an opportunity to head this off within a $38.7 billion spend, there would have had to be substantive cuts. Um, Correct. You guys have had an opportunity, you know, in the, you know, in the newsroom to go through the budget, um, you know, at this point. Well, pretty closly and uh you see any cuts in there There, of any consequence no there are zero cuts in there in fact there's more than a billion dollars in new spending um uh in the budget he seeks to fill that gap through a number of uh uh, tax increases uh including tax increases on the healthcare industry including on a five cent a plastic bag tax on retail consumers um essentially Uh, and um not a single not a single dime in cuts um, which is what the state needs. State lawmakers, governors have been taxing and spending its residents to death for decades now. And J.B. Pritzker came in, in in his budget address even. He said he's he wants new ideas to transform Illinois' economy, to turn the state around. And what does he propose? Very similar tax and spend policies that have led the state to where it is today, among the worst uh, in, in one of the worst fiscal conditions uh, of any U.S. state in the country. Pew Charitable Trust, I think, does some pretty interesting work with regard to, you know, its, its, its studies and surveys. And this past week, it came out with uh, its Fiscal 50 State Trends and Analysis uh, Report, which looked at population growth and the trend of that, the, the, you know, putting really some sort of thinking to the data. Then nine states have lost the most residents without migration over the past 10 years. West Virginia, Illinois, Alaska, Hawaii, New York, Louisiana, Wyoming, Mississippi, and Connecticut. However, only two of those states lost net population in that period of time. And they were West Virginia, and Illinois. And this takes into account births, deaths, and people who would leave the state. Correct. From, you know, moving from one state to another, whether it's because of job or retirement or whatever. This study takes into account that, that, which is called migration, and birth and death rates. So two states, when you factor all of those factors in, the two states was West Virginia and Illinois, the only one, two, that lost overall population uh, from uh, 2009 to 2018. It's not often 
And, I, you know, I mean, West Virginia is a, is a beautiful state. I mean, geographically, interesting location. Topography there is absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful state. Comparisons between Illinois and, and, and West Virginia, frankly, I've never heard those two states compared with each other. Uh, oftentimes, I would imagine that they've been contrasted against each other. The fact that they share this in common is a, is a, little, is a little alarming. Yeah, and, and honestly, I can't speak um, uh, very intelligently about West Virginia, but we ha- we do know, uh, and there is data, as to why this population is declining in the state of Illinois. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. One is uh, Illinois lags behind most of the rest of the country when it comes to jobs. Um, during this recent uh, economic boom that we've been that that, that uh, we've seen. Illinois hasn't created the, the same number of jobs as some of the other states, as, excuse me, as many of the other states um, have. What's one reason people decide to, what is one of the main reasons people decide to relocate? They can find a better job somewhere else. From the study, this is directly from Pew, population t- trends, excuse me, population trends matter to state government finances and economic growth. The more people, the broader the tax base. The smaller the population, the smaller the tax base. More people usually means more workers and consumers adding to economic activity as they take jobs and buy goods and services, which generate more tax revenue. A growing economy, in turn, can attract even more workers and their families. Less economic activity can limit state revenue collections, Pew said. And, and, and Pew puts it into perspective very well. It seems, sounds like common sense. Um, but fewer it, people to pay t- taxes, the fewer taxes collected. But why don't our our lawmakers uh, and politicians in Springfield understand that they're proposing th- the same kind of policies that's driving people elsewhere in Illinois? Illinois has lost population, net population, for five straight years in the tens of thousands, year in and year out. There are surveys of these folks who are leaving. Illinois. It's the weather. I mean, just <laughs> yeah. like you said at the beginning of the, of the podcast today, it's got to be the weather. It's got, of course, that's what the, the, the when uh, when politicians see those new census data uh, every year and 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 see that the population declines year in and year out. That's what they say the reason is. Sure. But the weather's worse in you know Wisconsin and Minnesota and you know just as bad in New York and Maine and elsewhere. They're not seeing the kinds of population no. losses that we are. It's because of bad policy decisions in Springfield. Continuing tax, continued tax hikes, um, continue expending increases, not making common sense decisions to get our house in order. It's time for us to migrate off the podcast and to bring Greg Bishop back. Good transition. I appreciate that. This is Dan McCaleb on the other side of the microphone. I'm Chris Krug. You've listened to Illinois News Network's Illinois in Focus. Now back to Greg Bishop with a look at next week. Next week, both chambers of the state legislature are back in session in Springfield where they're expected to begin debate about changing the state's flat tax to a structure taxing you more the more you make. Lawmakers also set to hear more about estimates for revenue the state can spend. This has been Illinois in Focus. Find more stories and commentary online at ilnews.org. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop.